Gospel of John, chapter 9. We're so grateful to be here. Uh, this is family. This is home here. Amen. Amen. Listen, family, you don't know, but many preachers say that when they come here, they get revived. And then they go back to their churches. And I'm saying, you laugh, but I'm saying that as you all, if you ever woke up and wondered, do you have any purpose? I'm going to tell you one purpose is you bless people when they come in this building. You are some of the sweetest, kindest people I have ever met. And for that, you ought to give God some praise for that. Amen. 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 Thank God for your awesome pastor, the angel of this house, yes. uh, Pastor Tracy Ventus. Yes. Amen. The yes. Tracy Ventus. Yes. Amen. Give God some praise for him and his absence. Yes. Amen. I also want to say thank you all for not looking at me funny when you found out he wasn't preaching today. <laughs> Amen. 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 We, ain't nothing worse when the people look at you like, how you doing? He ain't here. <laughs> You, you, now, you know what I'm preaching, huh? Okay. Let me go on and see what they're doing over there in Metropolitan over there. <laughs> so I'm glad to be here. The word of God comes from the Gospel of John. I won't be before you long. Never preached more than five hours before in my life. Amen. 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 The Gospel of John. The Gospel of John, the ninth chapter. It's a story about this preacher who was preaching. He was killing it. He thought he was tearing it up. He was preaching. He was really preaching. And everybody was with him. And then next thing you know, people started leaving. He said, but, but there's one man in the back. He's sitting in the back, so he must be, you know, really being blessed by it. So he said, I'm going to go on and keep on preaching. So he kept on preaching. Next thing you know, everybody gone but that one man. But that man, man, one man is still there. And he said, oh, I must be really blessing him. So let me just keep on preaching. By the time he got done, by the time he got done, he went back to the back. He said, brother, I noticed when I was... When I was preaching, it was, it was like you were with me the whole time. He said, and, and, and he said, and you stayed the whole time. He said, yeah, because I'm the janitor. I'm waiting I'm I'm for you to hurry up so I can close up shop. Amen. May that never happen to me. Amen. <laughs> the Gospel of John, the Gospel of John, chapter 9, beginning at the first verse, New King James Version, if that's okay. Now, as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth, and his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he, said, when he had said these things, he spat on the ground and made clay with the saliva, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. Help me, Lord. And he said to him, go wash in the pool of Siloam which is translated sent. So he went and washed and came back, seeing, therefore, the neighbors, let me read that last sentence again. Y'all didn't catch that. So he went and washed and came back, seeing. 
Therefore, the neighbors and those who previously had seen that he was blind said, is not this the he who sat in bed? Some said, this is he. Others said, he is like him. He said, I am he. Therefore, they said to him, how were your eyes open? He answered and said, this is key, a man called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes and said to me, go to the pool of Shalom and wash. So I went and washed and I received my sight. For just a few moments, I want to preach from the topic, a setup for a celebration. A setup for a celebration. Pray with me. Lord, even now, even now, even now, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. A celebration, a setup for a celebration. God knows what he's doing. For that, that'll make you go berserk right there. The fact that God indeed knows what he's doing. The, the capacity of our craniums cannot comprehend the totality and the actions and agendas and intentions of the Almighty. But experience leads me to tell you that from retrospect, whatever God does, whenever God does what he does, for whom he does what he does, However God does what he does, whenever he does it, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. And, and the omniscience, the omniscience, he knows all. The omniscience and the wisdom of God is revelatory in every crack and corner of the universe and beyond. However, there are those who would attempt to critique and analyze whatever God does whenever God does what he does, for whom he does what he does, however God does what he does, whenever God does what he does. They say, it does not make sense. And it's true. Because when God does what God does, he does not operate on the grounds of human logic. God always operates within the parameters of divine wisdom. And if you missed that or if you didn't quite understand what I just said, what I'm trying to tell you is that God ain't going to make sense to you. He ain't, he ain't, he ain't, he ain't. In fact, God has a strange way of doing things. He adds by subtracting. He multiplies by dividing. He gives by taking. He raises you up by pulling you down. He puts you ahead by putting you behind. He makes you smart by making you dumb. He opens eyes by making you blind. He gives you the victory by making you experience some defeat. He gives you joy by letting you experience some sorrow. Am I with somebody today? God will never make sense to you. 
But what he does seems ludicrous sometimes, and sometimes it seems insane, absurd, preposterous, and downright crazy. But when he's done doing what he does, your testimony will correlate and synonymate with others who've experienced the delivering powers of the Almighty, and you were singing that great chorus, Trouble in my way, I had to cry sometimes. Trouble in my way, I had to moan sometimes. But Jesus will fix it after a while. You may cry right now while he's doing what he's doing, but you're going to clap later. You, 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 you may be burdened right now, but you're going to bless his name later. You may be heartbroken now, but you're going to shout hallelujah later. You may be sighing and sobbing right now, but you're going to thank him later. Is there anybody in the room that could testify that you don't know what God is up to, but you know he is up to something? And because of who you are, the fact that you are saved and sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost, that it's all going to work for your good. Is there anybody here that can shout out the fact that God knows? God knows what he's doing. You thought. You, you thought sometime, I know you start tripping, I know, I know sometimes, because we trip sometimes, we do trip sometimes, because sometimes you, 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 you thought that God was against you. Yep. 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 You, you, you thought that all along that God was working against you. You, 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 you thought that you were going to be left with the testimony uh, that God stopped dealing with me because of who I am and the stuff that I have done. No, because I hear that the word tells me that he looks beyond my faults and sees my needs. And so what that says is that all along, all along, while you were tripping, while you were thinking those crazy thoughts through your tears and through your troubles and through your trials and through your tests and through the misfortune and through the mishap and through the moments of maladjustment and, and through the sickness and your sorrow and your setbacks, your offsets and your upsets, the restless nights and the poor pocketbook and the time having been laid off and the quick dismissed from being dismissed from your property and the repossession of your car. All of this, when you look back on it, you can shout now because you see that it was a sellout for your celebration. The fact that God knows exactly what he's doing. He knows what he is doing. You would know that he's a burden bearer if you had not dealt with any burdens. Have I got a witness in here? You would not be able to know that he could fix a broken heart if your heart had never been broken. Help me, Lord. You would not have known that the Lord could pick you up and turn you around unless you've been thrown in the dump. You would have never known that the Lord could feed you and help you go out and get groceries until you've been broke. You would not have known that the Lord could pay your bill and keep your life bill paid and keep you going with your water still on. Y'all better talk to me in here. If your stuff ain't never been cut off. You have something, my brothers and sisters, to shout about. That's why you came here to church today. Amen. I love to see when people come to church today, particularly in the rain, because you know they love Jesus. You know that even though it's raining right now, they are saying, I am thankful what God has done for me. 
Oh, it's raining. Well, God, I thank you for the rain. Oh, it's snowing. Oh, God, I thank you for the snow. Oh, God, and things, I'm going through some stuff. I thank you for everything because your word tells me that in everything gives thanks. For this is the will of God, Christ Jesus, concerning you. And so there are there are some models because I want to let you know, and I don't want you to be hurt today, but you're not, uh, your, your, your particular case is not quintessential. No, no. Uh, 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 you are not the paradigm, if you will. You, you, you are not the pattern. Is that all right? You are not the only one experiencing trouble. In fact, there are models before us of whom that, that we're going to claim attention on today that a man who was born blind who encountered the delivering powers of the Almighty. Can I just talk about that for a few moments? One day while at the temple, Jesus Christ, while performing miracles to open eyes of a man that was born blind, ultimately moved with the objective of really opening the eyes of them who were standing around looking. Okay, y'all missed that. Because all people that are blind are not without sight. There are some people with 20-20 vision but can't see. They can't see how to love. They can't see how to treat a woman. They can't see how to treat a man. They can't see, see how to treat, hold it together. They can't see how to give. They can't see how to forgive. They can't see how to accept salvation. They can see how to be employment of the year, but they can't see how to be daddy of the year. Preach, Harris. Some people have eyes wide open but can't see nothing. And Jesus took the blindness of the man who was born blind and opened his eyes so that those standing around would not walk away continuously blind. Okay, y'all not feeling me. Okay, okay. Of all the things that he opened their eyes to, one of which was the fact that as a result of the expression of the disciples who asked Jesus, whose fault was it that this brother is in the shape that he's in? And Jesus retorted by saying, nobody's sin. And even though I need to open the eyes of, uh, of the fact that even though all have sinned, all sin will lead to suffering. Not all suffering is because of sin. Can I just talk to some sick folk for a moment? That, that, that even though all sin leads to suffering, but not all suffering is the result of sin. It's a setup. You had not done anything wrong. I came to tell you that you ain't bothered nobody. You ain't stole no money from nobody. You ain't set on no drugs. You ain't selling no drugs. You ain't doing anything to bring burns on yourself. You didn't do anything to welcome the trouble in your life. But somehow at your address, you got trouble. Amen. Somebody. And you and, and listen, and you can be saved to the bone, sanctified to the marrow, and speak in tongues, run victory laps, and run all around this church. But I came to tell you today that underneath the skin that you're in, you got some trouble going on. And you didn't try to do anything wrong. Wrong just found your address. 
You didn't start no trouble. Trouble just found your street. And so I need to tell you that before you throw in the towel, wave the red, wave the white flag and retreat and recall and reason with your religion. Before you send uh, out invitations to your pity party, amen. Before you, you start walking around all gloom and stuff, before you pout pine and whine and paralyze underneath the burden and quit in the middle of the crisis, let me be the first one to tell you you've been set up. You've been set up. Even God suffered you to go through your suffering, in other words, so that he could set you up for an intense moment of celebration. Preach, Harris. Preach, Harris, I already am. In fact, in fact you've, you've encountered whatever it is your challenges may be. If God is setting you up, God is saying, in essence, that it's all right, you're going to make it through it. Yeah, yeah. If you ever, if you ever go to a restaurant, you ever been to a restaurant? Yeah, my favorite, my favorite restaurant is is, is uh, Buena Brasa, that that Brazilian restaurant, steak restaurant downtown. They closed it up, but I got good news. They about to open it back up again. That that had absolutely nothing to do with my sermon, but I just need to tell y'all that just in case you want to go this. But I was going, and it's really good because they bring all kind of skewers of meat to you all the time. And then when you, you turn you turn on green, they keep it coming. Amen, somebody. Amen. You turn on red, you want them to hold off a minute just so you can drink your Kool-Aid. Then you turn it back on green again, they come back and bring you more food again. I love this restaurant. But on the menu, the menu has what you call uh, a, a sign that says USFDA. It's an acronym for the United States Food and Drug Administration, which indicates to the consumer that will eat in the restaurant that before it comes out to you, it had to pass some type of inspection. An authority said if it passes inspection, it's all right for you to consume it. Amen, somebody. Coming a little closer, is that all right? Whatever happened in your life, whatever hurt you, whatever jerked you to tears, before it got to you, it had to pass God first. You do remember Job, don't you? He said, have you considered my servant Job? Because I know my servant Job won't break under pressure. I don't care how bad it gets, don't break under pressure. And that's what God is saying about you. No matter what comes your way, I know you ain't going to stop praising me. Whatever you go through, I know you ain't going to stop lifting up holy hands. I know you ain't going to stop coming to church. Have you considered? And if God said that your trouble can pass inspection, it means that you can handle it. I don't know who it is that I'm talking to. That's why Jesus said to them, nobody sinned. This brother suffered without the sight because Jesus knew that blindness would pass the inspection. And I'm going to give you, give him his sight, uh, and I know he will pass the test. Amen, somebody. And I'm setting him up for a celebration. I'm, I'm trying to do something with this man that everybody's been talking about. He's been begging everybody. Amen. He can't see nothing. Amen. Probably dirty, real dirty, because ain't nobody want to take care of him. Yes, sir. Amen, somebody. Yes, sir. Why won't they fix Stevie Wonder's braids? <laughs> Why won't they fix that man's braids? That had nothing to do with the sermon, I know. But with him being black, why don't they fix his braids? His, bra- his braids is here. St- your braids ain't supposed to start. Let me leave it alone. I didn't come for that. Y'all didn't come for that. 
Stephen Wonder, his, they ain't supposed, your brains ain't supposed to start, right? Ain't nobody telling him this. I'm sorry. That had absolutely. Can I give you some stuff from the text? That I believe that will. <laughs> y'all still ain't, and y'all need to get yourself, y'all, y'all make sure y'all repent after church. Y'all should be saying to yourself, all oh, y'all, this is quiet. Let me tell you that that there's some intricacies in the text uh, that the text is telling to teach us, and I want to give that to you, and I'll leave you alone, right? I need to tell you that that the outset, that that it becomes a setup because your dilemma has a deadline. Yeah, yeah, it's right in the text. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody up in here, up in here has got some trouble. Amen. I don't care how cute you look. Amen. I don't care how nice your shoes are. I know you got your little Christmas sweater on right now. But let me tell you something. Everybody in here has got some kind of trouble. Trouble sits on every king's throne. It's in every princess's palace. It is in every queen's corners. Do I have a witness in here? There's trouble in, on every doctor's, in every doctor's hospital. Yeah. Trouble's in every teacher's classroom, yeah. including my classroom. And I need y'all to pray for me because I'm a fifth grade teacher too at Hayes Porter. I need y'all to pray for me, amen, because we're not okay, amen. Us teachers are not okay. I need y'all to pray for us, amen, somebody. Trouble is everywhere. Yeah. Trouble is everywhere, but before you lose your hope, let me tell you that trouble has an expiration date. The Bible says that, and we know that all things work together for the good of them that love God and are called according to his purpose. I believe I have a witness that our dilemmas have a deadline. The Bible says in Isaiah 40 that they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and never be weary. They shall walk and not faint. That says that trouble has a deadline. The Bible says, Psalm 35 says, weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. That means that trouble has a deadline. I know that Job said that man that is born of a woman is of a few days and full of trouble. He's right. And I know that Jesus said that in this life you will have trouble. He is so true. But from experience, trouble don't last always. It won't last always, but it can. And even though it can, it hasn't. And because it hasn't, and it hasn't because the Lord knew you couldn't take it. And he knew that you had taken all that you can take within that season. So he wouldn't let it last any longer than it lasted. Preach, Harris. Tell your neighbor that you were sick, but you couldn't have been sicker. You, oh, yeah, you were sick, but you could have been, it could have been worse. Oh, you were broke, but you could have been much more broke. You were hurt, but you could have been even worse than that. You ought to thank God right now of the fact that your situation is not gotten as worse, as bad as it could have. And that it did not last as long as it could have lasted. Wonder why? You wonder why 
Trouble has a deadline. Because verse 1, it simply says, and Jesus passed by. And there's something. Jesus passed by. What, what I need you to do right now, I need you to do this right now. It's very important to do this right now. It ain't going to happen if you don't do it right now. Y'all hearing me? Quit giving credit to the wrong sources for the solution to the stress, struggle, striving, and strain in your life. You know how you got out of this mess. It ain't because of you. It's all because of Jesus passing by. When you rolled out of that car accident, you know it wasn't because you got good driving record. You roll out of that car without a bump nor a bruise because Jesus came passing by. You came out of that car accident maybe limping, maybe with some scars on your face, but the scars is there to remind you that if it had not been, every time I look in the mirror, if it had not been for the Lord on my side, I don't know where I would be today. You are still alive today because Jesus came passing by. Choir, y'all sang today. Oh, y'all sang real good today. But, 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 but you might be a sweet soprano. Have been an awesome alto, be a terrific tenor, the bomb bass and baritone, and you can make lovely Lord-like lyrics with your larynx, but, 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 but let me tell you something. You can't sing. You didn't bless the people based off of who you are. You were able to bless them, bless God, and bless them because Jesus passed by. Have I got a witness in here? Preachers, all we got is a script and a voice. You can't touch nobody with a script and a voice by itself. You need Jesus to be able to come by. Have I got a witness in here? I need about five, five, I need about five people to just get excited of the fact that you know yourself that you can't make it off of the income that you have. But you're still eating. You still got clothes on your back. You're still able to bless people in the neighborhood. Had your house full of people on Christmas. Have presents under the tree. You didn't do it off of your own recognizance system, but you did it because Jesus passed by. And I don't care what you do or what you're trying to do. And ain't nothing wrong with trying to beautify yourself. Amen. Amen. All the single ladies, all the single ladies, all the single ladies, all the single ladies. Uh, 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 all the men, all the men. Ain't nothing wrong with taking care of yourself and getting yourself because you want your situation to be better. Ain't nothing, but ain't nothing gonna work. Until you allow Jesus to pass by. Ain't nothing wrong with going and buy your J. Renee's. Ain't nothing wrong with going and buy you a new pair of hair. Ain't nothing wrong with getting your line together. Let me stop right there for a minute. In fact, if you're single, stop looking homely and expecting you to get you somebody to look good. No, no, it's out there. I'm tired of people, you know. Hide it in. I came to be real today. If you want a man, if you want a woman, you need to get your stuff together. You need a makeover. Get on YouTube. Put some rouge on your face. Curl your bang up. Don't let your bang just lay there. 
Brothers, wash your behind. She tired of seeing your pants down your behind. Get a job. She don't, she don't care if you work at McDonald's or own McDonald's. She just wants your behind to have a job. Stop playing the Nintendo or whatever game it is that you're playing. Get off the video games. Get off the Fortnite. Do something. My kids, and we can do bad all by ourselves. You ain't got no job, but you mad because you ain't got taco night. What? You ain't paying for none of this beef. You come home from work. You come home from your half job, your half job, because you ain't trying to get a whole job. And you mad because all the food gone. You ain't bought none of that food. I didn't, came here to talk about that. Your dilemma, I'm almost done, has a deadline. Because not only will he come by, get this, y'all, but when he comes by, he will clear your record. Yes, yes, hey, amen. Verse 2 said, verse 2 said, the people said, who sinned? And Jesus said, nobody sinned. You have been reading the wrong information. You have been stuck on a mosaic moray. You have been hung up on a historic principle that is now out of date. Nobody sinned. And you ought to praise God for the fact that he clears up your record because everybody had not figured him out. Just like people figure you out. Amen, somebody. You ever been praising God in the church and people look at you funny because they know your history? Why in the world they pay praising God? Look at him. All the stuff. I know his history. I know her history. I know all the stuff that they've been doing. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, they're praising God. Yeah. But why is it that you ain't praising God? That's the question with your good self, with your I'm perfect self. You ought to be praising God much more than they praising God. You, you ought to be praising God too, because you perfect after all. You ain't done nothing wrong at all. I mean, you ought to be, don't look at them. You ought to be praising God yourself. He changes our record, God, that when, when, whenever you need uh, the kind of people, because there's some people around you that you need to go on and just shake off and be, yeah, yeah, because we're at the, we're at the last Sunday of the decade. We are going into a new decade. Please don't go into this new decade with old Negroes. I'm preaching somebody. Because these old Negroes are the ones who will always bring up your fault. Yeah. They'll always pull up your record and tell everybody, tell you, remind you of what you did wrong. Yeah. And you keep being a slave to the friendship because you keep going back to them. Yeah. But you ought to get a Beyonce spirit in you and say that you must not know about me. You, you must not know about me. You, you must not know. Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. Oh, I, oh, I, I, I am a child of God. I am saved. I've been delivered. I've been set free. I am with the great I am. He watches over me. I am blessed and highly favored. You must not know. And my record is clean in heaven. 
And my witness is on high. And you need to quit going around trying to please everybody and trying to do everything for everybody. You need to be yourself and leave your record and your reputation in the hands of the Lord. It's a setup. It's a setup because not only does it have a deadline, but your deliverance is going to be on display. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Y'all with me? Yes, sir. I believe God is gonna work every single thing out that every one of us are going through. Amen. If you believe that, say amen. amen. I've learned long ago to dispense with negativism. Yes, uh, I, I believe with positivism and, and hold on with optimism. Amen. I trust that things will get better despite how rough and tough things are right now. I, I just believe things going to get better. I believe that the rough places are going to be made smooth. I, I just believe that the orange president who is now peach is going to be out of the White House. Amen, somebody. I just believe that the low places are going to be exalted. Amen, somebody. I, I just believe. Now, I believe that eventually the beasts of the wild are going to be led by a child and that there will be peace in the valley. And those who hold, who sold me out and talked about me like a dog, let them leave until he put, I want God to put me on display in front of all them ones that talked about me. Because you don't know this, but let me tell you something that you don't know. Is that all right? There are some people who when they see you struggling, are glad to see you struggle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got haters who are happy when you are catching hell. Yeah, 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 yeah. They don't like what you're riding in. They don't, they don't like how you look. They don't like what clothes you wear. They don't like, you eat just as much peanut butter and jelly as they do. You, you eat sardines and crackers just like them. But they can't stand to see you happy and blessed and they love to see you struggling. But it's something about what the Lord has done in your life. You don't look like what you've been through. Jesus passed by this man and spat on the ground and made clay. Or mud for that matter, if you will. Okay, y'all didn't hear me. Jesus came by and did something. Jesus don't just pass, pass by and look at you and keep it moving. But when he comes by, he does some things. He fixes some things. He arranges some things. The Bible says that he took spit. Some people say, oh, that's nasty. Not from Jesus. In fact, the next time you say that's nasty, you need to watch your mouth. Amen. I'm talking to the lights because there's people older than me, so I can't really check nobody. So I'm looking at the lights. All due respect. Cool, cool. We good? We good? He spits. He spits. Did y'all see that? Makes clay. Puts it on the man's eyes. Y'all didn't catch that, did you? No, y'all didn't. He took dirt. Put it on dirt. Told dirt. To go wash dirt. 
off the dirt. Have I got a witness in? That's why I never understood how one piece of dirt can look at another piece of dirt and say, I'm better than another piece of dirt. You just dirt with a Brahmin purse. You just dirt with a Cadillac. You just dirt that own your house and don't rent. No more. You, you just dirt. All of us ain't nothing but dirt. And we are never look down on nobody else. I don't care how dirty they are, you just go and help them get the dirt off of that dirt. Tell them, come see a man that told me all the things I ever done. Tell them about the one that can clean up the dirt. Text says, they took dirt, puts it on dirt, tells dirt to go to the pool of Shalom and wash the dirt off of the dirt. Jesus put mud on his eyes and told him to go wash. He came back and the text says that he went and washed himself. He did what Jesus told him to do. Can I say that again? Jesus told him to go and wash in the pool of Shalom. Sounds kind of weird, don't it? Here's the, the weird thing is, we don't even know how he made it. He blind. How did he make it to the pool if he blind? And he don't send him to any kind of pool. All the pools he could have sent to, he sent him to a pool that's translated sense. When you walk by faith, somebody said you got to have blind faith. But that's really an oxymoron. You're saying the same thing. You're saying faith is something that you can't see. So when you say blind faith, you're saying the same thing. You got to have a lifestyle of walking because you know God told you to go walk. I don't know how he got this. Someone way may have led him there. All I know is his mind was not on getting clean, but his mind was not on seeing, but his mind was on doing what the Lord told him to do. I don't know what's going to happen in 2020. I don't know how things going to happen in 2020. But all I know is I'm walking by faith. I don't know how my car is not going to get paid. I don't know how where I'm going to live next month. But all I know is God going to make a way out of no way. I can't see it right now. I can't see my blessing right now. But all I know is that my blessing is on the way because I did what the Lord told me to do. The text says that when he comes back, he now can see. Did y'all see that? They began to question him. Walking, looking, asking questions about him. I really am almost done. The reason why you know that a black preacher is almost done because he gets the quiver in his voice. Uh, while I don't have much of a quiver, I am almost done. They began to question within themselves. Is this the same one that used to get on our nerves? Is this the same one that used to beg all the time? Some said it looks like him. Some said 
I think it's him. He said, it's me. I don't need you to miss your shout right there. He said, you don't have to speculate. You don't have to go on rumors about it no more. I'm the one that used to be broke. I am the one that used to be blind. I am the one that used to beg for food and money. But something happened to me. And now I'm no longer in the shape that I was in. You see, God's deliverance is so good until you got to tell somebody that if it had not been, have I got a witness in here? God's healing is so good until those that didn't see you sick, you got to practically convince them that you really were sick in the first place. God's deliverance is so good that until when he gives you some resources, you got to tell somebody that there was a day I was riding like I wasn't riding right now. There was a time that I was living like I'm not living right now because God has been so good. I don't look like half the trouble that I've been through. Because God is so good, I don't look like half the trouble that I had. The Bible says that he looked back at them and said, I am the one. I don't look like the sickness that I endured. I don't look like the pain that I encountered. Then somebody raised the question. Then tell us how you received your sight. He didn't give the credit to the pool of Shalom. He did not give the credit to any of the people that led him to the pool. But he simply said, a man named Jesus. He said, a man named Jesus anointed my head with clay. A man named Jesus told me to go wash in the pool of Shalom and I received my sight. Before I let you go, I got one more thing. I know the Lord has set you up for a celebration because his deeds eliminates our doubts. Have I got a witness? There was a day when we doubted what the Lord can do. There was a time that we doubted what God was able to do. That was our rationale. That was our explanation. But tell your neighbor, I gotta give credit to where credit is due. It was a man named Jesus. If you want to know who lifted my burdens, it was a man named Jesus. If you want to know who dried my tears, it was a man named Jesus. If you want to know how I made 
making it right now. It was a man named Jesus. If you want to know how it is that I'm still alive, a man, a man, it was a man named Jesus. A man named Jesus. If you want to know why I haven't gone crazy, why I haven't lost my mind, because of a man named Jesus. You want to know how I still got a roof over my house, over my head, after losing my job, after losing my family, after the divorce. I still got a roof over my head. I still got my water working. I still got my energy working. Because a man named Jesus. Have I got a witness? What's his name? What's his name? He walks with me. He talks with me. He tells me that I am his own. And the joy, and the joy, I said the joy, and the joy, and the joy that we have as we tarry there. I'm going to hasten to his throne. Is there anybody in here that said it was amazing grace? How was the grace? It was amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved the rest like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Can I come at it a different way? I once was blind, but now I see. I once was blind, but now I see. Well, how is it that you can see? Because I discovered he was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquities. And the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, with his stripes, with his stripes, I gotta go. I bid you good evening. I bid you adieu. But can I tell you one more thing? He got up. right. Power to make your walk right. Power. Power. Ah, power. to the one that got all power. You got a bill that you got to do. Go to the one that got all power. Your family ain't visiting you no more. Go to the one that'll be your friend. That will be your covering. That will be your everything. That will be your midnight rider. That will be your omnipresent God. That'll 
in God. 